Good afternoon, Mikey. How okay. you do today? You're really just going to start over like we didn't just record like 10 minutes of a podcast that you forgot to hit record button, on? The button doesn't always work, Mike. Sometimes that's how buttons go. You push it down, sometimes it works, sometimes no, it doesn't. No, button means go. If, he didn't, if it didn't go, it means he did, you pressed the wrong button. No, it could be that, or it could be that sometimes buttons do different things depending on different situations how much sunlight is hitting it how much okay buttons do do different things but not because of sunlight or distance from the moon no there's no if there's water content on the button it's maybe is there have you been pouring water onto your laptop because that's maybe that's why it's not working properly i don't pour water onto the laptop i'm not dumb okay i wouldn't do something like that i do spritz it every now and then with my hair spritzer Okay, that's probably worse. That's got all kinds of chemicals. But hairspray afterwards, so it locks it all into place. Okay, yeah. No wonder. It's because your buttons are locked, so you thought you pressed it, but it didn't actually press. It is hard. Sometimes, the other day, for instance, I was trying to send a very important message to the CEO of a company that I'm trying to take down, (laughs) and I put too much hairspray on the K. What CEO are you trying to take down? Is it Zuckerberg? Yeah, that's neither here nor there nor anywhere else, but it may or may not be, you know, revolved around PetFood.com. <laughs> Why are you trying to take down PetFood.com? Well, I have a bit of a plan. Bit of a situation. Of one that you're apparently not going to share with me. Okay, well, do you want to hear about it? Yes, I would love to hear about okay. it. Okay, basically I discovered something that, you know, when pet food commercials come up and they have cubes of vegetables and chicken mm-hmm. and uh, steak... All cut beautifully into cubes, sort of falling. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it looks like the most delicious food in it, the world. Though. That's exactly it. I get so hungry. I want it so bad. So I was trying to look into if I can get cube food for humans, you know, because it looks so good. We should start it up. Okay, but it's it's more like it looks. that looks good for dog food. It's not like, wow, that looks... So delicious, I want to eat it right Don't now. Don't you dare try to tell me that if I didn't come over to you with perfectly square pieces of uh, steak, chicken, broccoli, carrot, and it was all just in these perfect cubes that you wouldn't enjoy, you know, picking up a cube and chomping down. <laughs> I mean, I guess so, but it's also steak and chicken. I mean, it's Seems it's, different to there's me. There's something more delicious about it in cubes than there is about and also, it in no one's any other shape. Stopping you from going to the pet store and just getting the dog food and eating it. I mean, that's true, but they put seasoning in it that I don't. I oh don't my know. god! I don't know if that's the right seasoning for it. You know. So because you're hungry for dog food, but it doesn't have the correct seasoning, you're gonna take down the whole brand. Well. I... I wasn't going to at first. I was basically going to, to you know, triple or quintuple their business uh, amount of money that they were making. By going from pet food into human food. Yes, exactly. Expanding their reach. Mm-hmm. You know? And I even talked to them about putting up some factories in different places, like my backyard could be a good spot for chicken farms, stuff like that. I don't even, you know, we'd have to talk to my landlord, but he probably would be not noticed right away. And uh, right. that's what I told told him. And basically what I got back in response was, you need to talk to customer service about this. You know, I don't even know what you're saying right now. And basically you're starting to scare me. And then I said, oh, you want to know scary? Let me tell you about where you live. And then I Googled his house and, you know. Wow. Yeah, that was a pretty strong second step from saying, 
I want you to make human food, put up a factory in my backyard to... I know where you live, and I'm going to find you. But the real problem did, is... Did you try calling customer time, service? The real issue is the last time I didn't use enough hairspray on the keys, and so what happened was my finger got stuck on a couple of the keys, the J and the K, right next to each other. See how they're kind of on a laptop? Oh. J is right next to So K. you didn't get the just kidding out. Oh, well, that's all I wrote. I didn't mean to. But oh. at the end of the email, there was just a thousand JKs. Because I couldn't get my fingers unlatched, and so I kept trying to pull them. Okay, what hairspray are you using that, that's that sticky? Frizzies. John something. True professional. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, works great for hair, not so much for keyboards. Probably should have written that down on there. Um, I mean, I, you wouldn't think they would have to say, please don't use this on keyboards. It also says don't consume ice have you tried eating it i've never tried eating hairspray have you tried eating hairspray no what do you think it's made of what's inside of it what does it is it glue gorilla glue in there i'm not talking about gorilla glue with you all right we talk too much about it we talk way too much there's probably like half of our recorded time uh, is just talking about gorilla glue i don't know i'm sick of it very interesting concept to me how they get the hair you know how they how they get just the sweaty sticky stuff Without getting any hair, I think that part just blows my mind, really. How do they separate the hairs when the hairs are sort of mixed into the glue? How do you get that part out? Well, if it was made from gorilla hair, it's probably just all completely blended and melted down. So I suppose they cook it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like the more important part is that gorilla glue is not made from real gorillas. It's a metaphor for having the strength of a gorilla. Okay, that's pretty silly. That would be a silly idea. Why? That's a great marketing... I don't think so, because most people are going to say, okay, where's the, what about the strength of two gorillas? You know, where's two gorilla glue? <laughs> and so... You know, I mean, I think they have that. I think they have extra strength gorilla glue. Double the gorilla. Yeah. And also... Like I, that's I, when it comes from the and strongest also, gorillas. What, I mean, and also just Jesus, you know, like... Just speaking of metaphor, just like the American greed of you, of just being like, oh, one strength gorilla? Where's two strength? Where's double strength? You know, you make me sick. I'm just I'm just saying that if they had just chosen it, if it wasn't called Gorilla Glue because it came from gorillas, and it was called Gorilla Glue because it had supposedly the strength of gorillas, aren't there other things that might be stronger? What about what about Mack Truck Glue? Hmm? <laughs> If I put a Mack truck and a gorilla up against each other in a cage fight, Mack truck is winning, probably. Unless the gorilla can get... Well, it depends on the size of the arena. What about this? Um, A gorilla versus a megalodon shark. Again, what's the arena? Are we in water? Are we out of water? Three feet of water. Three feet of water? I'm giving that to, to the gorilla. Megalodon can't swim in three feet of water. So the gorilla's the strongest animal of all animals? Depending on its situation, it's pretty strong. What about gorilla versus a grizzly bear? See, now that's a good fight. But the bear's a baby. Okay, gorilla, obviously. But we put we put um, gorilla glue under the gorilla's armpit, so he has to break that in order to... So he know. has a very limited range of motion? Yeah, like I a still, T-Rex. Well, he... he <laughs> well, I still give it to the gorilla because he can still just do like a straight up and down bonking motion without about, really... 
uh, ripping out his armpit skin. I mean, how about we make something that's called T-Rex glue? It's that much stronger than gorillas. See, that's why your theory doesn't make sense. That's why I'm sticking with what I know okay. and what I've seen in that apartment, which is that they, you they were, first of all, the gorillas running you around. on some kind of drug, some no, kind of hallucinogen. They run the gorillas in circles. They show them different bananas. They put them up in different spots so that the gorilla runs, runs, runs in a circle around the apartment for a while, works up a bit of a sweat, gets a good exercise out, and then they... They go on his back and they squeegee off the glue. And that doesn't sound crazy to you. That's well, me I, saying there's a metaphor for the strength of a gorilla is like totally asinine. But for you saying they run in an apartment, they ru- make a, a gorilla run in circles and tell us... It's not always in an apartment. It just happens that my friends Bill and John were there. And they... Okay, I know for a fact you don't know anyone named student. Bill or John. I know for a fact... Whatever. Because I've seen your contacts, and it's like five names. Whatever. It's me, Dimitri, Vinny, Mom, and Dad. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever, Michael. I didn't even want to talk about this. Why did you bring this up again today? I thought we were going to, you know, disagree to agree, and you were going to, you know, just let it go. Basically. No. I'm never going to let it go until I find a way to make it clear to you that Gorilla Glue is not made from gorillas. Do you want to talk about a crime or something instead of this? Can we please Yes, that's all this? I've ever wanted is to not talk about Gorilla Glue. Well, maybe stop bringing it up so often. Uh, okay. Okay. Why don't we talk about this? Magic's, Ma- Magic Mike's Shop of Wonders. Okay. Seems like we're going to get in some legal trouble with the trademark there. Mm, well, it's actually about magic. Okay. Okay. Listen to this. You should open a magic store. That's my theory for this first crime. That's your theory? Yeah, that's... Your theory is that I should open a magic. Not Here's, your pitch. It, listen, okay. Not hey, your first... Zip it. Just listen to the crime before you start freaking out, okay? Sorry. You're already losing it, and it's just on the first sentence. Well, okay. Here's what we do. Show people an amazing trick where you float off of the ground by putting the mirror perfectly in front of a stool. Okay? So we put... We have the ground look even to the walls, kind of set it up, put it in the corner. It's like tick-tock, tuck it in where it needs to go correctly, and then put up the mirror in front of it. Basically, when you go up and you stand on top of it, um, it'll look like you're floating it off the air, in mm-hmm. thin air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we do that trick, okay? Then we tell people, do you want to learn to levitate? Let me sell you the trick. I'll sell you. I'll sell it to you. I magicians never wait, give away their secrets for free, so it's going to be. $60. I think no. I think it's mag- magicians straight just never reveal their secrets. Well, not ma- magic, for a price. Magic period. Mike's shop of wonders. You can get the levitation trick for sixty dollars. I feel like we're going to get the magician mafia on our ass if we if we do this. Just focus, okay? We're going to okay. do this. Get sixty bucks. Then uh, you go up to them and you do a little bit of this. And you make some hand motions and kind of this, this. Ta-da! You can levitate, my friend. That's all you do, okay? And actually, what we're not going to tell them, but I'll tell you this, is that you're not really magic, Mike. Yeah, I know. And so when you do that... Nothing not, happens. Nothing's going to actually... That's what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. So we they come into a, a magic shop. You do levitate. I say, hey, would you like to see me levitate? Mm-hmm. I go over to my very specific levitation spot that has a stool and a mirror. Yep. I go, look at me, I'm levitating. Yep. Everyone is like mildly 
Wow. Like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. And then you say, you want, you want to do it yourself? 60 bucks. Okay? Then they say, yes. You do a little bit of hand motions, a little bit of noises. And that's to convince them that they themselves can just actually levitate. You could also try less noise. If you don't like what I was doing, you could do it. No, that one's not, that one's not good. Okay. How about... Um, too aggressive. Okay, fine. You can choose the oh, noise. like... That noise could work. That could work. Okay, listen. Then you do that. Then they leave. Now, here's the thing. They might come back and say, you know what? I gave you 60 bucks and you did the levitation thing. Now I can't levitate. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't been able to do it. I will solve for that. If they come back to complain, we give them an hour lesson on how to change their attitude so they'll be able to properly feel light enough to levitate. We'll tell them that it's their fault. You know, mm-hmm. they're looking at the world and they're, you know, they're brought down by so many things and they don't have the freedom and the levity to levitate charge $20 for that session with them there because we can't do that for free that's an hour session still can't levitate then it's time to schedule regular weekly meetings with the Magic Mike's mystical therapist Paul Mm. who will help you unburden from your problems until you're light enough to float in the air and basically then I will charge $100 a meeting uh, and I'll be just Sort of employed as different ways, ma- a magic therapist. Okay. So people are going to be so convinced by my literal smoke and mirror trick uh-huh. that they're going to be like, fuck, that guy can levitate. Yep. He says he can make me levitate for $60. Yes. And when it doesn't work immediately after I go, mm-hmm. they go, hey, man. You well, we, we, you could tell them that it has kind of a, it has at least a 30 minute sort of warming period where Mm -hmm. they might be able to jump a little bit higher than usual and they might notice that they're almost like tripping because their feet are lifting a little bit more than they're used to but they're not going to be able to fully levitate yet because it has to sort of sink in then you might tell them maybe best do it after a turkey sub go and get one of those and then Sometimes a lean protein will right so they go get a, a nice lean turkey sub yep uh, they still can't float. They still haven't figured out that they can't float. Yeah, they they may be thinking, well, I can jump a little bit higher, but I can't float. Yeah. So then they come back to yep. scream at me. The other thing we could do, you know what we could do, Mike, is we could fill the floor of the magic shop with tiny springs that have sticky glue on the top of them. So when they come into the shop, they get springs stuck onto their feet, and they don't even notice. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Okay. I, I. This is ridiculous. What are you talking about springs on their feet? They're not going to notice. You know how sharp springs are? And they're also, it's like... I'm talking about the smallest ones you've ever, never even seen. Like, okay, then the smallest spring you've ever, never seen would be would do nothing for you. It would make you feel... Like you're jumping higher or stepping higher. Okay, how about this? A thin layer of spongy texture that comes off when they walk out of the store. Uh, okay, come on. You, even you know that sentence made zero sense. I saw it on your face while you were saying it. I don't know. If you took a, if you took a sponge from the kitchen, okay, and you cut it into probably like 300 layers. So it was very thin, very thin sheets okay then you laid that out across the whole store floor 
And then you put glue on a few of them. When they walk in, they pick it up on their feet and they don't notice. And then when they leave after paying 60 bucks, they're going to think, well, I am jumping just a touch higher and my feet do feel a little bit lighter. Wouldn't you just feel like squishy sponge? Like like when you're walking on like a, like a mat? Okay, that's fine. We're back to springs. Blue springs. <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. We're not even going to get to springs, okay? You do realize that people above the age of three know that magic isn't real. Depends on who you who you ask about that. I think magic's pretty real. I've seen different people do some things that I couldn't do. Was it on TV? TV, sometimes there are such things as special effects, but you do know when that's happening versus when it's not, based on kind of the color of the corners of the okay. screen. If, if say, I, I hired a party magician and he pulled a quarter out from behind your ear, mm-hmm. is that magic? Yes. What are you talking about? Because, like, real, like, he manifested that's a quarter. That's why you have to pay the magician, because he, he loses money out of his bank account when he pulls it out for your ear. Mm-hmm. Wait, you think he's summoning a quarter from his own bank account? I think it's called the Magic Teller. The Magic Teller? Yeah. There's a magician named Teller, but there's no Magic Teller. Okay, so how does that work? You're saying there's a magician, Teller, but he's not Magic Teller. But he's not sitting behind some kind of like Harry Potter bank saying, ooh, some, (laughs) you know... Greg the Great is pulling a quarter. Let me just pull this one I'm out of the... I'm pretty sure he is. And then he always has to write it down. So he gets pen to do it. Here's the thing. I don't want to break your spirit. The quarter was in his hand the whole time. Uh-huh. Like he palms story, it. He showed me his hand. There was nothing in it. So how do you deal with that, Mike? It's like... It's, it's like he's hiding it behind his fingers. I know that some people can do magic tricks where they're not really magic and they're just showing off the tricks. Some people, though, do can do magic, and more importantly than that, we need to stay focused. Most so you think some people literally people, can levitate? Many people believe that some people can do magic. Many people do. And just because you're one of those, you know, ghosty go-away boys who doesn't believe in stuff. A ghosty go-away boy. Then that doesn't mean that it's not part of other people's different thinks and thoughts okay okay so basically what i'm trying to say is you're grumpy or some people believe in magic okay well i'm saying you're saying no one over the age of three yeah besides you let's let's say that i'm the right in the right you're in the wrong here and move on okay okay do you believe that anybody on earth can actually levitate for real life do, I believe that there's at least probably four and a half people. Who's the half person? That's up for debate about whether or not he's Tibetan or... Mm, okay. Not. You want me right. Maybe we should have just moved on because it got weird. <laughs> I'm going to say that's a hard no for me on the on the magic levitation bit. Okay, fine. You don't want to talk about that. I get it. You don't like magic. You don't like fun. Just like pretty much everything else. You're here to ruin everyone's day. You just told everybody on the podcast who listens that magic isn't real. According they know you, that. They are going to maybe be upset at you is what I'm trying to say. We'll probably get some emails next week when you read off the emails or whatever. We'll probably get at least, you know, 1,200 that say, basically, Mike, you're an idiot. You're wrong. 
and magic is real. I've seen it done by different people. For instance, I've seen it done by an angel. How about that? Can you beat that? Well, I've seen a man turn a field into okay, copper. Now, okay, now you're just you're not making it. Now you're putting words in other people's mouths that I'm supposed to be like, oh well, if that person saw an angel, then I'm guess I'm an asshole. But that's you're just throwing random shit out there for no reason. All right, I get it. I'm sorry to break your little world, but magic does not exist. All right, fine. We'll talk about something else. I don't even want to talk to you about this anymore. Chop suey, chop chop. Okay. Chop suey. No, I know you don't have to repeat it. Okay. Well, listen. You know how you Jerome's got the new Jerome's? They're not new Jerome's. But they're the, the same Jerome's. Ones. They've they've tried out a new third Jerome, but I, they haven't picked anybody yet. Well, they've got the new friends. Not the third Jerome, but the Chad and Blake guys that they're now friends with. Oh, fuck those guys. Yeah, I know. And they've been trying to steal cars and get them to the chop shop. And well, it hasn't been going so great, except for they ha- it has. They pretty much... Yeah, they're making Maybe so they much money. quota, and it's ridiculous. Well, yeah. I think they're doing it wrong, all wrong. I think they're they're not they're not thinking straight. They're I just, mean, I don't know. They're looking good. They've got all kinds of new watches and jewelry and cool t shirts. Instead of trying to steal whole cars like Jerome's and Blake and Shad, I think we'll have a much easier time by just stealing parts of cars so that it's less noticeable. Okay, you realize that's basically just what a chop shop is. Yeah, but we're not going to bring the whole car in for parts. We're only going to bring certain parts in at the beginning. We will make a little bit less money per part. Or, I mean, we'll make the same amount of money per part. We'll we'll bring in less parts, but, but it's much safer. We're going to be able to do this for years compared to them. We're going to get caught in a month, I'm telling you. It's like the 18th... I don't know. Ago. They're a pretty slick crew. They're in and out. Nobody's ever even... All, I haven't even seen listen, any news reports about the, this crew yet. Like, they're slick. Okay. They might Their be magic. Their names are Blake and... Police. Their names are Blake and Chad. Okay, don't Jerome, rat on Jerome. them. We're going to cut that out. Okay, so all we need... Listen, all we need is a paper mache and some smoke makers. Which, by the way, we'll probably be able to get from your magic shop. Well, we're, we already decided we're not doing the magic shop. Okay, fine. Then we just need smoke bombs. Okay. Smoke making devices. We can go to a magic shop, but it's just not going to be mine. We'll see. Depends on if he's named Mike or not. Well, okay. That would still not make it mine. Okay. So we go up to people's cars, okay? And you get hit by the car. Why do I have to be hit by the car? Just listen. Ow, ow, you hit me. That's kind of what you say. You fall over, you know, yada, yada. And, um... Then you drop the smoke maker by the front of the car, so it looks like there's a problem with their engine. Mm-hmm. I tell, uh, I come along, okay, as your super nice ex-boyfriend, okay, and say you're the worst, basically. You on the ground. Just okay, suck. so I, first of all, I'm getting, I get hit by a car, and then I have to get belittled by my ex-boyfriend. It's just like, yes. this is exactly what I wanted to see. I wanted to yes. see you get hit you by a car. What you got. Absolutely. Do not worry about this. That's what I say to the people who are driving. Please. He needed this so much to get hit. That's not how it works. It's horrible. He's a horrible human. Okay? Then you're on the ground and you're saying, I go, just zip it. Okay? That's enough. And then I say, listen, you guys, to the people who are driving, you got to get out of here. He deserved it. I'll take care of him. I'll bring him home and shove him in there. But you got to go. We got to get you out before there's a problem. Oh my god, your car is smoking. And then I say, don't worry, luckily, I'm a car guy and I know how to fix it. In fact, 
I've got an extra part that'll fit in your car, and it'll fix an this problem. An extra part. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then uh, I'll be right back. I go to my car. I get a part out of my car. And by the way, I put that in air quotes. Yes. And replace it for the real one. What, are, what do you think you're going to replace? The part was made of paper mache. Mm. And so then I bring the real part back to the car. We drive to the chop shop and we deliver the part. Wait, can you can you be a bit more specific on which part we might take from the engine? Uh, probably cl- the clap. The and, clap? Uh, the hub stacker and mm. um, the luge. The, we could take um, carburetors. Oh, that's a real one. Yeah, so we could take those kinds of things. Okay. Different parts, or the whole engine, if we want to paper mache a whole engine. We could just okay, you realize the whole engine is like hundreds of pounds, right? Okay, so only half of an engine. How much can you lift? Well, not a whole engine's worth. Actually, you won't be able to help lift much since you'll have yeah, to I have to be. Broken, are you right? sure? I don't know. You're a great rag doll. Like you just uh, when no, you get hit, hit parts, you go you go flying. Very specifically chosen, Mike. Part of it is because I, I just feel like this I, role okay. has been made for you. I don't want to talk about this. Didn't want to talk about this live, but I can. Um, basically, Mike, one of us sort of exudes. Uh, masculine could work on a car sensibility and the other one is you oh, okay <laughs> all right fair enough i won't push that any so, further i can tell i maybe you, you need this one so i'll give that one to you um look here's the thing is that i i think we're gonna be we could do this we could take a part a car, one piece at Just a time. Just different little tubes. Maybe that cap, there's a cap on it. When I looked in my car the other day, there's a cap that has a different, um, it kind of has like a rectangle on it, and then it says washer fluid. Mm-hmm. So, like, if we wanted to get that cap, you know? Just the cap. I could make one and paint it yeah. with paper mache so that it looks the same. And then I could say, your cap is smoking. Switch it. <laughs> the, oh, the washer cap is smoking. How much do you think a washer cap goes on the black market? I don't know. Probably different parts and pieces go for different amounts. So Good but avoidance um... technique. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. Here's why the Jeromes are making so much money right now. It's because you get paid a lump sum for a whole car. You know? And then the chop shop takes apart the car and they sell each piece to where it needs to go for even more money than they, you know, pay the car. Sure. Same difference. So if we're taking, even if just like, especially if your your big prize is the washing cap, yeah, that's probably one. worth. That could be one of them. A the, penny. Next time, the next car that we do, we could do a tube. Okay. Even if we found a way to get like a wheel off, mm-hmm. like that'd still be not a lot of money for us. So I think depends if we do if we do ten of these a day. I'm not getting hit by 10 cars a day. Why not? Because, all right, I don't, my body's not built like yours. All right, so. I don't ragged all the same way. All right, fine. So what do you want to do about this? You want to take two parts per car? I'd rather just start a rival just carjacking thing. We could just rob cars, break in the car. And we're going to get caught, okay? Because that's not thoughtful crime. 
That's just well. Since when is crime thoughtful? Since the beginning of this podcast, we've been proving to the world that complicated, ridiculous stuff gets you further than the basics. I think we've shown the exact opposite. I feel like every time you come in with an overcomplicated plan, I, you know, the basic premise of the show is I break it down and say, this is stupid, this is stupid, this might work in another universe where everyone on Earth is stupid. Okay, I think you have pretty much a fundamentally uh, flawed variation of the show that goes on in Mikey's little head. That's not really No, it's the real show. I listen to the show sometimes. I listen back to old episodes. It's like, wow, Paul's a real dum-dum. Because when I listen to the show, what I hear is, these guys are pushing the boundaries of crime. They're going so far out into each field that basically... We don't even know how to do regular crimes anymore. It has to be this level. Mike, the world has gotten more and okay. more big and dangerous and scary. Back in the olden days, you could go rob a bank with a piece of gum and a toothpick. Yeah, but, I, that's true. And you could actually say, hey, this was robbed by me, Michael Cavallo. You could do that. And then you could still get away and like be like, well, fuck. Yeah, you just drive 30 minutes and then ta-da, crime yeah. over. Today... The world doesn't work like that anymore. We have to come up with ideas like this, okay? Jerome and Bla- his chat. But they're doing Chad a basic- and Blake wear pink blazers. They're going to get noticed eventually. It, that is a bit too cocky for me, I got to yes. say. Yes. And so we are doing something that we can continue to do for hundreds of years. But I heard that they bought those matching jackets and they were like $10,000 a piece. They are cut nice. They look great. Oh, good stitching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they and say that, Chad and Blake on. On the back. They got extra panels sewed into it, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. There's uh, pops of blue that come out when they move their shoulders. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They look great. Those are cool jackets. But anyway, it's still, it's going to get them caught. We're not going to do that. That's how we're going to get away with this, by only stealing washer caps at a time, carburetors, um, other things like that that are different belts and grinds and gears and mm-hmm. stuff. So that's how we're going to do it. Uh, are, are you sure we, I, I think another part of the problem is you're wanting to do this in front of the people when we could just say, we see a car on an empty street, we go pop the hood. They're going to notice. What do you mean they're going to notice? Who's going to notice? They're going to start to try to drive the car and something's not working. Okay. What do you think is going to happen when we leave? You pull my like just broken body from the street they finally, they for some reason agreed to a hit and run. They say, oh, okay, this guy's a piece of shit. We'll get out of here. And then they can't go because their washer cap is gone. It will function for a short amount of time, long enough for them to start driving. Then if it lights on fire or it doesn't work, it's in the case of washer cap, maybe it gets really crazy soggy, <laughs> right, and falls in or something. Yeah. In that case, then they'll look and they'll say, I don't, I don't know what happened. You know, like, we just got this part replaced. That seems... And then they'll they'll think about it and they'll say, we have to buy an old part. And mm-hmm. actually, what we could do is probably partner with, with the chop shop to sell back an old part to the person who we gave the new part to. Because once they get a new part and it doesn't work, they're going to talk about okay, the thing about new technology is sucks and it... It's not as good as Okay, old. now you're putting the whole thing in danger because chop shops are not like a, uh, on the regular storefront where you go, oh, here's my local chop shop. I can get cheap parts here from stolen cars. No, it's like, 
a little someone's back alley garage or something, and then you're it's supposed okay. to be off the then grid. I know what to do. We get the part, okay, or, or the, we we get the part. We give it to the chop shop, right? Mm-hmm. Then we call the chop shop and use a different voice and say that we're actually just in need of that ex- those exact type of parts. Then we get the part back, and then we go to your garage. We turn your garage into a store, and we call the people who that we we got ran over by. You have to put on a little bit of a mustache, but you put on a different mustache outfit thing, or you know, some maybe we get your pink blazer if that's what you're so into. I don't want to and copy then, Chad and Blake. I want to do my own thing. Basically, then we say maybe you know like what? a cool bomber jacket. We sell we sell some of the best parts around, and we actually have a washer cap for a two thousand eight, you know, Honda Civic, mm-hmm. and it came actually from a black two thousand eight Honda Civic. Oh, okay, so it's perfect. Why don't you come on over, and we can sell you the part. Then we sell them the part. So okay, so you don't think it's going to be suspicious, <laughs> where I'm the one getting hit by a car. You're saying this guy's a piece of shit. Just drive off. They, they go off, their car doesn't work because we stole their catalytic converter or whatever, carburetor. I, they're, not in, they're not in having problem, mental problems, Mike. Okay. Just say... Well, the, they're uh, not catatonic. Okay, you're right. Let's just say that that's a thing that exists and we took it. Okay. And then they say, we, I guess they call us somehow or we call them? No, we, we bring it... Okay, you're, you're missing... Okay, let me break it down for you or nutshell it or whatever. Yeah, Quickly. nutshell it. Okay. You... Get hit. Blam. I take the part. Replace the part with paper mache part. Mm-hmm. We bring the part to the chop shop. Yeah. They drive away. Okay? And this happening at the same time. Their part breaks. We bring the part to the chop shop. Yeah. As they, they're leaving, we're going to the chop shop. They are like, what are we going to do? We buy the part back from the chop shop under a different voice. Then why don't we just keep the part? Why is there an extra part of going to the chop shop then? That's how we're gonna make the money. How do we make the money? Because probably we'll sell them the part. But then we have to buy the part back for probably more than we sold no, it. No, we'll do it the other way around. We'll sell it to them for eight dollars and we'll buy it for six dollars. That's not how business works. If they're willing to sell a sell it or buy it for eight dollars, that means it's probably worth like twelve dollars. But we'll say they need to make a we'll profit. We'll say on we know how much you got it for. How's that? We can say, I hear from you, you know, in a different voice that we're using. <laughs> we can say that we know how much it was. It was when you got it, and I'm only paying this much. Nobody else. Yeah, but wants then this. they'll say, well, well, yeah, we we did buy it for this because that's how much we could pay and still turn a profit yeah, and make and then money. We'll say, Listen, okay, fine, I get it. Just $8. Okay, so even if we sell it for $8 and we get it back from $8, there's no profit there. Right. Then then that's not making us any money, Paul. Right. (laughs) But we make money afterwards when we sell it back to the people. But we're not going to be able to do that unless it's passed through the chop shop. How? Hmm? Why? (laughs) Because because otherwise it's just going to be too obvious. But what do you mean it, too obvious? If it moves through the, the, the people shops, don't it gets know. different smells, textures on no, it. No, it doesn't. Especially for basically handing them this thing, saying, actually, can I have that back for the same amount of money? Because I got my own thing going on. I'm going to sell it back to these fucking schmucks who hit me 20 minutes ago. But we're not saying, can I buy it back as the same person? We're a different person. We have to leave, drive 20 minutes away, uh, call. Drive and then back. what? Okay, so we, we call back, say, hello. 
this is a different person. Can yeah. I buy this part? They say yep. yes. Yep. And then we still have to show up as ourselves. And then we drive back. You put on a costume. We, you go in there and get it. You drive out, switch costumes, get into your back garage, put up a sign. That says I'm over this. I'm sale. so done. I'm sick of it. I don't like it. It's so dumb. You don't know anything about cars or humans or anything, really. I just, I'm sick of it. So what? It's a no? Even it's a no. I came up with better ideas along the way? No, Why? you didn't. No, you didn't. In your mind, you did. But that doesn't count. We'll see what happens when the people listen. All right. We'll listen back. People, next week, send your emails. Who's right? Is it there's me? A, there's a lot or of is it, Or are you wrong? They can talk about magic. They can talk about different things. We could talk about a lot today. We did talk about it. And basically, I was on the side of life, and you were on the side of death. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, maybe I was. Maybe that's the right side. So, but there you go. And there we go. How does it feel to be a grump? Uh, it feels great. My life is very fulfilling, okay? All right, we're done. Are we How's done? your life as an optimistic weirdo? You know what? It would be better if sometimes, every once in a while, maybe you would show some support. I do. I do try to show support every now and then, and then you don't like it. And then you get all weird, and you try to piss me off, and then the cycle starts over again. Okay. Sure. Maybe that's what happens. But maybe it's not what happens, Mike. Do okay. you ever think of that? You know, you're right. Uh, you really turned me on around to this. I'm proud of you, Paul. What are you doing to me? Why are you saying that? That's not how this goes. See, I told you. Okay, are we done? Do we have to do some other kind of thing? Well, we, we don't have much for emails. There's this one guy who kept... He sent me like 20 or so messages. It just says... Like, the title just says, A Ghost. And the email just says, Get Out. So I don't know what that's about. Is it coming to you? Yeah, it's coming. Well, it's coming to the show, but to me specifically, it's said, "Michael, get out." Have you heard any noises like? There's all kinds of bumps and creaks. I don't know, just trees and stuff. So you don't believe in magic? Let me tell, let me ask you about something, Mike. Hmm. Do you believe in the paranormal? No. There's no ghosts. There's no magic. How old is your house, Mike? It's probably it's it's hundred or so years old. Hmm. Hmm, okay. Do you know anything about any of the previous owners, Mike? Uh, there was a guy who was sent to the mental hospital for killing and eating people. Mm -hmm. Uh, before that, it was a satanic cult house. Mm -hmm. Uh, further back, uh, apparently it was just land that just a big, people just came here to just die. I don't know what that means. It just that's what it said on the old record. It said people came here to die. I see, Mike. And uh, Mike, Mike, why don't you? I'm ask you one more question about this, Mike. Did you get a good deal on this house, Mike? Oh yeah, it was crazy cheap. Oh. I couldn't believe the price. <laughs> I, well, I you know what I got to tell you. I know nothing about this. I don't know why those emails will be coming in. That's very strange. Have you been sending them? Are you? Do you? Did you get a new email that says a ghost? Perhaps it could have been me. Maybe that's what you should continue to think about. All right, Paul. When you, as uh, you let things happen, but we'll see. I, I, I think this isn't the last we're going to hear about these emails, though. That's all I have to say there. Okay, stop sending me emails. Or you're spamming at this point. There's too many emails. Sure, it could be me. Does that help you? Does that make you feel better? No, it, it makes me angry with you. Mm. Okay. We'll right. have to see. Get out. Well, that was weird. I don't know what you're talking about. No? 
All right. Well, goodbye, everybody.